Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 10 of the Audiophiles podcast. I am your host, Quinn, and with me, as always, is uh, the world's greatest pedal maker, Griffin Holt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's graduated now. You got it. He's a maestro. Yeah. Uh, we're back after we we took a week off. We uh were we stayed under the radar. You might have thought you got rid of us. You might have thought that Tool album just did us in. Yeah, show's canceled. But it didn't. None of that happened. Uh, we just needed some time to process our feelings and emotions, and we are now back to you guys for this special episode ten, where we are talking about three whole albums, which is a lot. But yes, there's three good ones to talk about. So uh, we've got. The new microwave album that came out uh, called Death is a Warm Blanket. We've got the new Tiny Moving Parts album called Breathe. And we've got uh, the new Corn album called The Nothing. And uh, now that I'm saying that, Corn kind of seems like an outlier in that equation. <laughs> but we're talking about it, uh, so get ready. And get we're ready. also going to check in with Griffin because he had a fun show to go to this week while we were taking some time off so we'll get to all of that uh but first a word from our sponsors (laughs) yeah go buy this mattress you son of a bitch Uh, i wish that was the ad yeah (laughs) take your shoes and your shirt and go buy this fucking mattress uh and you know thank you for everyone who uh stuck with us and waited out the extra week we actually um i was checking the stats and i think it was actually kind of nice for us to take a an extra week off this time it seems like everybody got a chance to catch up on episodes they may have not listened to prior um so thanks to everybody for keeping on streaming uh and thanks for everyone who's still listening to the playlist i'm gonna update it with lots of new goodies after this episode um so yeah uh, as always feel free to get us out get at us on instagram rather and we will uh, be happy to talk to you about why your opinions are wrong and actually sidebar uh, about the instagram um one of our dear friends who we have mentioned many times on the show brian bailey uh Ugh. messaged me to tell me that he uh has as we were saying in the last episode we were wondering if anybody had like not listened to lateralis before listening to the new tool album and he leveled with me and said that he has uh barely ever listened to lateralis because he always wrote it off as dumb stoner rock and uh that's he's canceled <laughs> yes pretty much i think i had to i had to have a moment uh to collect myself before i actually got into the response to that weird, brian you, weird you made it statement. as long as you could but you know it's over we're not friends anymore <laughs> yeah, you hung uh, in so, there. I appreciate the battle. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you tried. Uh, I told him to listen to it and come back to us. He said he's going to give it the old college try now that uh, now that everything has sort of settled in the tool world. So we'll see if he actually reports back. I mean, we'll know because his brain will be about three sizes bigger the next time we talk to him. Uh, <laughs> he will have fully <laughs> <laughs> transcended. Yeah, he'll uh, come out of the gestation chamber yeah. and will be a new man. Uh, yes. well, so anyway. Cool alert. alert. <laughs> the new tool album still sucks. Dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Griffin is standing firm in his statements uh, yes. two weeks on, and that shows that he means it. So it's it's permanent. Know that when we when we strike hard, we strike true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the t-shirt right there. That's it. Uh, that's that's the one. That's our. That's my lifestyle, which also coincidentally determines my death style. No, this is true. Um, when we hate. We hate for life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move into potentially my favorite part of any of these episodes, which is talking about what we've been listening to. Uh, 
and now that we've, we've had two weeks, so I'm having to sort of cherry pick out of everything that I've been listening to. Uh, even with three albums, I feel like this particular two-week cycle I listened to about a trillion different things. So I'm going to try and pick the highlights. But uh, Griff, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? You tell me. Uh, I can start. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Uh, there, yeah, there is a bunch that I've listened to, but I'm... I'm... I mostly want to talk about the other three because those are the ones I focused on. So mm-hmm. let me give you some that I've listened to, but I'm not forming real opinions on because they've been like just new things that have come out that I've, I mean, literally a lot of shit has come out in the past two weeks. Um, yes. It's, it is hot season. So I'll just quickly, the new death cab for QD, they put an EP out called the blue EP. Um, it's five songs. I, I dig it. I really don't have a lot to say about it. If you're a death cab fan, it's pretty true to form to their, um, you know, I wouldn't say the early stuff. It's more probably if you liked um, like narrow stairs kind of plans timeline of death cap stuff. I mean, I, there's not a death cap album. I don't like there's ones I like more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, I think it's a really good EP. It, you know, it's quick. It's easy. It flows decently. So um, if you like death cap, check it out. I really don't have to go into it uh, a whole bunch. Fair. Um, the other one I'll talk about uh, is a band. <laughs> so I, re- I actually like this band and my wife Morgan does not. Um, based on the face she made when I turned it on in the car the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, get, I came up with this description because it's not untrue, but uh, the the picture I get in my head listening to this band is wearing my sweater cape while drinking white wine. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, they're a band called Floor, F-L-O-R. Um, I've been into them since their first album uh, called Come Out Your Hiding. And it's, I don't know, it's just really good, like, dream pop, synthy stuff. Um, you know, it's very, very poppy, kind of high energy. Um, they put out a new album uh, a couple weeks ago on the 6th called Ley Lines. Uh, basically a graduation from their current album. I mean, it's, it's on the same page. It's good shit. I mean, it's not not the best shit you've ever heard, but it's definitely, it's good. For me, it was good background stuff at work. Um, it's poppy enough. It's got some hooks. So I really like them. Um I have, like I said, since since they've come out, I don't know too much about them. I've never seen them live. They do have a, uh, I've seen some videos online. They do have a pretty good live show with like some lights and everything else. But they're still a club band, so they're not like some huge. They're not 1975. You know, they're not playing arenas yeah. yet. Um, but it's it's really good stuff for a four piece band, and you know, still kind of under the radar. I if you like any of that kind of stuff, that kind of dream poppy, synthy uh, kind of stuff, it's upbeat. So I, I you know always enjoy something like that. So um, I recommend it. Um, I think, I think, I know a few people that listen to this would enjoy it. So if you're in any of that, I wouldn't say it's like pale waves, but it, it could, they could play a show with pale waves. So, okay. I, so if, I am unfamiliar think, with this band, so I will be listening to them. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's pretty good. I can't remember what label they're on. They're on a, maybe it's on Fueled by Ramen. Yeah. They're on Fueled by Ramen. Ah. Um, so like, you know, they're in that, that sphere of, or ecosphere of, of, you know, bands like that, I guess. Yeah. You, you won't hate them. My wife does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so check it out. I think I have more, I have more things to talk about with the other stuff. So I'll just say, those are my, check those out. There are some ones that I actually want to dive into that I'll talk about in later, uh, episodes, but, uh, those are my two. Okay. That's quick and easy. And I now will try to not ramble about what I've been listening to. Um, so broad strokes, broad strokes. Uh, so the main one that I want to talk about, and it's because I don't feel like I get a chance to talk about this enough on uh, in real life or on the podcast or anything, really. Um, I've been listening to uh, The Graduate, which Ooh. I don't know if they are on Spotify. I'm actually going to Not check. Not the good album. 
Uh, <laughs> okay, hey, fam, I've been on this path many a time. I, you know what? I'm yeah. I, I never check because I never want to be Anna, disappointed. But you're right. So Anadonia is not on Spotify. Okay, that is the so one you want to be listening to. You are correct. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, The Graduate was uh, like a mid 2000s sort of like pop mainstream emo to a degree sort yep. of band. Um, there's, they, they only have one album on Spotify. It's called only every time. It's not good. I don't give a shit about it. Don't it's feel like awful, you need to listen to it. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know if they got signed and that's the one they put out, but it's, it's their second full. They have, uh, one or two EPs and two full links, but the first mm-hmm. full length is the one where we care about Anadonia, yes. which I don't know if you can buy it anywhere. I mean, I have it in my iTunes. I think it's how you have it. Cause yep. I gave it to you years ago, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely one of the, that small playlist I have that I have to sync to my iPhone because I can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. They're, so, they're in that for sure. Yes. And that's, I, that's why I wanted to bring it up is because I feel like this is one that sort of, for whatever YouTube, reason though. has slipped through the cracks, but yeah, I'm sure you could find it on YouTube or maybe you could buy a physical copy. And I would say if you can find a physical copy, it is worth buying. Um, it's fucking great. And that album, yeah. as you said, Anadonia is like, it's on YouTube. I, I love it front to back. Uh, it is fucking like I think that it has a very unique sound amongst a lot of other bands that were coming out at that time. Oh, yeah. um, I think that it the guitar work in it is fantastic. The drummer is also really fucking mm. good. Uh, I mean, it's it's very like you know you want to sing along to it. It's very uh, you know. I fucking opener though. Sit and sink. Well, and, and so let me <laughs> then let me backtrack because I think that also you know if you really get into it and you want to take it a step further, as you said, they have EPs, uh, and the one that I'm interested in is called Horror Show, and yep. it is probably even harder to find, but it it's probably on YouTube. Um, it is I think five or six songs, and uh, bro, that is like in my top favorite eps of any band ever it is so fucking good and uh the it has the same opening track as the full length anadonia the song's called sit and sink and that song in and of itself is incredible but on the ep uh the last song is essentially it's called the formula and uh it essentially harkens back to the to the song sit and sink and it creates this just like epic moment to end the ep and it's so fucking good, and it gives me chills every time I listen to it, and everyone should be listening to The Graduate, and I really wish that they would have been a band that stuck around and, like, continued to do cool shit, because uh, once you listen to it, you'll know. I mean, it's such a such a good spin on so many other bands that were doing that genre at that time, but man, it fucking rips. So I can't put it on the playlist, unfortunately, but just do me a favor <coughs> and go YouTube The, the Graduate, well, don't, don't- Anadonia, or Horror Show. Uh, don't even do that. They have a band camp, so you can buy it from them. Do uh, that. Please don't go to YouTube. Then. <laughs> I would rather yeah, you support them. So apparently they have on their band camp. Uh, oh, shit. They've got a they got a B-Sides album. They've got something called Sea Legs. Is that a full length? That's, uh, uh, I'm, you've you've piqued my interest, Rose. Uh, oh, it's, it's something. It's like an EP about... You can read the description, so it's not like a real thing. But they have a DVD called From the Ground Up. Uh well that's great and so I w- it's sold, it's sold out, out. So. <laughs> great <laughs> but maybe that's ripped to YouTube as well but either way go to their Bandcamp it's uh thegraduate.bandcamp.com and they've got every release and I forgot about the Evergreen EP because I have that too and mm-hmm. you should have it it's uh, some uh, ac- acoustic versions and B sides from uh, Anadonia uh, it's uh, yeah it's that. man yeah I I'm glad that you uh, searched this on on Bandcamp now because that's definitely the way to do it um. It's, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's really good. Go on there and just, like, listen to a sample. Uh, 
but it's it's just great. It's stuck with me for years and years and years. Um, it's got everything about it will get stuck in your head. And it's very like at times it feels very epic and huge. And at other times it's very like subdued and just, you know, sort of like poppy rhythms um, and everything in between. It's, it's fucking it rips, dude. So go uh, listen your, to The Graduate. They have a something called the interlude 2.0 slash the formula 2.0. They redid that song you like. So mm-hmm. uh, it's on here. Uh, it gives a description of what it was. It looks like it got left off of a, one of the albums. But yeah, I actually have. I'm pretty sure I have Anadonia on vinyl. Actually, I don't have Horror Show on vinyl. Yeah, that would. Be, I want. Do they? Are they selling? Yeah, they are. That's uh, sold out. Yeah, they're okay, sold. Never mind. But I'm. 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 I'm 99 sure. I'm going to log into my Discogs right now and tell you. <laughs> Technology. Baby, baby boy. Actually, it's going to take me a second. <laughs> In the background, I'm going to do uh, this. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, yes. So I'm glad to see that there's at least a little more. It looks like nothing else ever came out very. Uh, substantial from them no other full lengths or anything but the uh the band camp is a great place for you guys or for everyone to go and look at that and listen to all their little samples of things and then decide if you want to buy it but i would highly recommend if you like pretty much most of the music that we talk about you would love this um i feel like they were a band that was very much on the cusp of getting big uh and they just like they, they barely missed it uh, i don't know what necessarily was uh to play or was it play there but um just it, worth it Great stuff. Really, really love it. And it takes me back to a very different time in my life, as most music does. I have the translucent red with black swirl version. So. <laughs> <laughs> According to my discogs. Uh, yeah, so I had a chance to see this band. Um, I told you this before, but they dropped off the tour. But it, there were Edison Glass was opening for them. And I knew Edison Glass at the time, so I was going for both those bands. But What a show uh, that would have fucking been. I can't remember why they dropped they dropped off the tour like two days before. I don't know if the van problems or whatever. But anyway, but I got to see Edison Glass, so that was good. But I've never got to see The Graduate live, so that was very disappointing for me. But because um, they had just put out um, Andonia like the year before, so I was mm-hmm. already hyped on them. But, but yeah, so they I can't remember who else played that show, but they weren't good. Actually, no, it was Paper Rival played that. Oh, uh, uh, that and that was at the basement in Columbus, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't the, they weren't the headliner. Or somebody else. The headliner I did not enjoy. I remember that distinctly, but. Uh, either way yeah. so it could have been a better show but it was a decent show even though the graduate wasn't on it so but yes check out that band yes great great band uh that was the biggest thing most important worth noting that i was listening to this week um i also uh <laughs> i've been i've been getting more into you know like fitness and and health and things around my neck oh, of the woods rip and rip daddy over here it's true it's true and as that goes, uh, I've been putting on random music to, you know, sort of like work out to or do whatever. And uh, I put on The Great Southern Trend Kill by Pantera the Ooh. other day. And I I haven't listened to that album straight through in a really long time, I feel like. Oh, and yeah. uh, as I was listening through working out, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, the first four so- or first three songs come on and I was fucking like full pump, absolute adrenaline. And yeah. man, the, like... Both the song Tens and Suicide Note Part One suck all the wind out of that fucking album. Uh, yeah, they're they're great songs, but yeah, it's not really. Laid it's out like well. whenever you're seriously ready to just like well, drink a fucking beer. Thirteen steps is between it though. I know, and that but that's the thing is that all thirteen steps fucking thirteen thirteen thirteen. The fucking every time that comes it's on, like, so give me some heavy. drywall. Give me yeah. some fucking drywall. 
I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like I could let, you know, like the the funny thing is that now that you say that is that they are building houses sort of behind my development where I live. And so <laughs> I'm watching dudes like build houses all day. And I was on my yeah. back porch doing like some workout stuff. And Pantera was playing as I watched dudes build houses. And I was like, yeah, yeah I could fucking have a nail gun to this. Like the, that yeah, tracks. Fucking some sandblasted skin. Let's do this. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's, you know, like, I don't need to say anything about Pantera, but it's a great album. It's fucking, those songs suck the wind out of it. But to be honest though, that whole thing is fucking, wow. It is fight, fight music, uh, riot fuel, if you will. I don't think, I mean, side note. I feel like Reinvent the Steel doesn't get enough credit because Reinvent the Steel is still a great fucking album, but nobody it, ever, ever talks about it. I fucking love that album. <laughs> I, you know, I should probably go back and listen to it again. Oh, I have not listened the riffs, to that. It is fucking Riff City. <laughs> and I believe Hellbound, that, honestly. Fucking Hellbound in Fort Worth, Texas. Come on now. Fucking, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> Come, oh, being in Fort Jesus Worth, every time Christ. you drive to Fort Worth, you fucking turn that song. I'm fucking Hellbound. I'm right here. <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. It's it's, uh, it's Riff City. I really enjoy that. I like it. Just I don't know. It feels like it's like them, like a, such a mature Pantera. So uh, yeah, I may be I may be alone in that, but I've always really liked that. I mean, I like I like all of them, but as I've discussed before, Pantera was beat into my skull as a teenager. So it is yeah. hard to listen to that band without bad memories, good memories, and just you know feeling sick yeah (laughs) like it's just it's yeah it's too much i I heard it too much but i do like reinventing the steel a lot so i will go back and re-listen to reinventing the steel a little bit uh just to see if it is a ripper does anything for me i mean that's the thing like you said riff city is like the the subtext of every pantera album and song ever yeah oh man but uh anyway so that that was just what i was listening to as i worked out this week i listened to a lot of other random stuff but uh we've got enough to talk about today and i'll mention it on other episodes um but the real moral of the story is go listen to that fucking graduate ep yeah, uh or just any graduate or just at least the first graduate. at least That's the first true. i mean i love yeah. the first album too but go fucking listen to it uh anyway all right that that takes care of that business we we had a little bit of a a truncated segment for that this time because we we got some albums to talk about uh but griff i want to hear you talk about the the starting line show first that you attended this week or past week oh it fucking sucked (laughs) (laughs) all right that's moving on that's it keep the ball rolling that's it um so microwave opened that show but i'll save that for when we talk about microwave okay um as far as the starting line goes, uh, this is at the Agora in Cleveland, which is where we saw it under oath, mm-hmm. me and you. Uh, so you already know the sound's kind of shit there. Yeah, it's um, a little, not great. Well, the, the, it's just it's just muddy. Like, I don't know what yeah. it is about it. Um, it was more muddy for Microwave than starting line because I feel like starting line brought their own sound guy. But um, the point is, the show fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, that, that's what I was it. hoping. I haven't missed a fucking beat, baby. I mean, they now granted, I looked it up. They've been playing this set list for a while, and they only play shows like every three months anyway. Uh, but at least, I mean, they've got the formula down. They sound there. I mean, they were. This is what a band should sound like when they come back from any hiatus. They were fucking tight. Um, they played them so well. There was not. I mean, I, I didn't hear any faults or anything. Um, the set list was good. I mean, go look up the set list what they're playing. I mean, they 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 play something off every single thing they've ever released so from the first dp to the last seven inch i mean they played okay. the whole last seven inch but they i mean they played greg's last day off the first one they played they probably played the most off of say, say it like you mean it um but they played a good chunk off of uh uh boats and um direction but what was great and i feel so vindicated with this because i've been saying it for fucking years is direction is their best goddamn album and is the best starting line record 
And every time they played something off of it, Kenny, the singer would say, and now a song from the best starting line record. Like he was very <laughs> adamant that direction is the album. Cause if you don't know the story of the starting line, this whole series of shows they're doing, which is not that many, um, and only every couple months, but they're basically like, it's like kind of like a storytellers where they, you know, in between songs, will talk about history and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't anything you can't, you know, Wikipedia or get off the DVD that they released a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, called somebody's going to miss us. But, you know, they had a very um, rough ride in their history. Um, I mean, they had great success in the beginning. They got signed to drive through, blew up with Best of Me. That's the song everybody fucking knows. And it's very obvious when you go see a show. I mean, most people dug it and knew other songs. But, you know, they, they close with Best of Me and the whole fucking place explodes. Yeah, and that's which of course. You know, yeah, I mean, I've seen Starting Line a number of times. And this is definitely the best time I've ever seen them. But, you know, that's the song. Like, I, I know what I'm going to get. But it's yeah. still good. They do a good job with it. So, um, but just some of the... You know, there's typical. You can tell the people who were starting line fans and the ones that like high school. You know, I remember yeah. that sign. Then came the to the show. emo came, night motherfuckers. Yeah, came to the show to just say they're at the show kind of thing. But um, it didn't. It, it was still a packed crowd, so it was good. Um, point being, though, their history. You know, if you don't know it, when they got signed to Geffen for based on a true story or boats, uh, is what they call it. Um, it was the same time Newfound Glory got signed to mm -hmm. Geffen. So the execs there were like, "Can you make a record that sounds like this?" And they're like no fucking way we're gonna do we're gonna do this record god that would have been and, so bad and it's why a lot of those i mean inspired by the dollar sign there's a lot of like angry songs about the record industry uh which they played uh, which were fantastic but it was a much more mature record i mean they're even even going back i mean kenny was fucking 14 when he joined the band you know right. yeah it was, Isn't 19, that 1999 and they put out their first record when he was you know what 16 17 17 yeah. i think so, I mean, but just thinking about the complexity of some of those songs, even for pop punk songs, it's just like they were fucking doing something different. Um, and then how much they progressed as a band. I mean, there's, just, there's good fucking songs on all their records. Um, but anyway, so that, you know, that happened with Boats. Um, so they got a little bad taste in their mouth. It didn't do as well as they thought. They didn't really have like the best of me singles on there. But I thought that was the way better fucking album. It took oh, me a long yeah. time to get into Boats. But that was the way better album than Say It Like You Mean It. And then um, a few years later, they put out Direction and that just fucking... That's the one that was <laughs> that that was just a cohesive, solid record. And even when they played birds, they were like, and now the best fucking starting line song or like or the best song off direction. We're going to play birds now. And I'm like, everybody move. Yeah. <laughs> and, Open this bitch up. And Morgan has just a video of me just fucking playing that whole fucking. That I closed actually, I, record, I, re I, I recorded him doing that, you know, the part uh, yeah. in, in the bridge. I recorded that for you. I forgot to send it to ooh, you, but I, zo daddy. I zoomed in on the drummer fucking. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Fucking it's fucking part. great. It's the best fucking part. Uh, and they know it. But uh, but yeah, and Direction came out. And the classic story is the record label was like, well, there there's no hits on this after Island, so we can't do anything with it, which is way unfucking true. But they got yeah. no fucking support. So basically they had no support system and they're just they're just beat at this point. Just like, what the fuck? So that's kind of why they broke up. And they're like, they even said, you know, we, we would put more music out. But like we, you know, we ended on such a good thing, you know, like we're only going to do it when it makes sense. So I respect all that. They hadn't played Cleveland in 13 years. So to come back and Jesus. just kill it, this, I mean, it was so good. Like it was, it was great to see them like this because I was, I was half expecting it to not be good, but I mean, they, they had their shit together. They were polished. Uh, the guy who plays the keys for him and does background vocals killed it. Um, the harmonies. I mean, it was, I, I couldn't ask for a better show from them. So, and I mean, if from, if you saw any footage I posted, I mean, they were having a great time. Yeah. It didn't look like they were doing it for the money. They were there to just have a good time and play some killer fucking songs. So 100% if they come to your city, 
I know they're coming to Dallas. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna especially. I mean, the you put the nail on the coffin. I was assuming I would go to Dallas to see that anyways, but after hearing that review, I mean, I'm I'm 100. You, you have going. to go if you're a starting line fan. You owe it to yourself because I don't know when they're gonna do this again. I mean, they're obviously probably gonna play festivals and their yearly Christmas show in Philly, mm-hmm. like they always do. But um, you know, Kenny's 35, 36 now, and I think the uh, other guitar players like in his 40s, obviously. So they're not like you know they're not dead and dying, but. Who knows if they're ever going to do anything else? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think at this point that they they've sort of. I I feel like uh, in a lot of ways they have sort of done a good job of resigning to their fate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. always I wish like any band like that that I love so much like yeah put out fucking new music whatever. But yeah. I don't know like it. It's it's such like a it's such a clear cut chapter for them of like you know yeah. this is what happened this is why we broke up whatever it it doesn't they're really bother me that much it, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's I feel of almost. I mean, and I could be wrong. This could be a vast overstatement, but I feel like of almost any of the bands from that genre, I mean, Starting Line was probably one of the ones that got cut down the worst. I mean, I feel like they yeah. could have and should have been fucking huge. Um, and it just never, you know, they, they got they got fucked. But uh, the only sort of concern that I think I've had about any Starting Line thing and this tour in, particularly, uh, in particular is that, you know, I love Kenny, the lead singer to death, but uh, for anyone who follows him on Instagram, he is a much different man now than he was when he was... Oh, uh, his, he's Dr. Weed. Yeah, he is <laughs> He is Cush Clinic Daddy Kenny. Yeah, uh, and yeah he is. It's, I mean, and that's fine, uh, but he just, like, it's such a different vibe that I always worry that, like, can he switch back into gear? But it sounds like that's not. Oh an issue. no, he he killed it. I mean, he. I mean, he uh, is he's a great musician and a great performer. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, he he killed it. He didn't do anything. I mean, he. I think he knows where his bread gets buttered. But um, <laughs> and I've I've liked every project he's done. I mean, I, I loved Personnel. Oh, um, that's 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 a deep cut for another day, buddy. But Personnel yeah. is fire. Yeah, so I've always respected Kenny and what he's doing. I mean, he he knows his shit. Um, he did. I mean, he. I, I think what I'm more impressed with is that he was able to duplicate his vocals beautifully that whole night. Didn't mm. didn't ever mm-hmm. add a key, didn't sound stressed, didn't sound uh, you know, winded. I mean, he fucking crushed it. So he's taking care of himself. I think he was drinking some kind of tea the whole night because he had like a mug he switched to. Um, but they did take breaks and talk to, you know, the crowd and do stories. I mean, it was about an hour and a half, maybe an hour and fifteen show. Mm. Right. Um I mean, they played nineteen, twenty songs. I mean, oh, so God, that's that's sick. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fantastic. I, I imagine they're going to play that same set list through the end of the year, so just yeah. go look it up. But uh, it's and they open with surprise, surprise. So like, as soon as they fucking came out, I'm just like everybody fucking move. I mean, okay, so so full disclosure, uh, I think that I totally, I totally am on board with the fact that Direction is the best starting line album. But like, they, mm, both boats most days oh, love, is my favorite. But I, not I to boats. not to take anything away from either i mean they're they're so equally matched for the most part in my mind yeah um boats just has boats boats has some moments that fucking get me but uh i mean yeah either one of those last two albums the fact that they're, they're playing so much off of those is like uh, oh yeah. my heart it's it's i mean because direction is the album i mean and boats too but direction is like the perfect drum album for me i mean i could sit down and play that so whole thing all the way good. through it's just it's just good and uh boats is very similar like i said i i it's hard for depending on the day i can tell you which one's better but i think direction as like songwriters is their best i i agree with that too uh but listen to if you haven't listened to the anyway seven inch that came out a few years ago it's got three songs on it they play all three of them that i love that seven inch that they put out and they're very proud of it and they'll talk about it um so if you don't know the song you better listen to them because they're gonna play them (laughs) (laughs) all right i i I listened to that whenever it came out and to be honest i don't know if i've ever listened to it a second time it's great 
It's great. Yeah, I, I don't remember it's, being it's, averse to it. I just don't think I ever went back. It's to exactly listened. what they would have sounded like if they kept you know recording. So it's not like a huge change. But um, what was nice is he came out with a not an acoustic, but just a single guitar, and they pl- he played the Drama Summer by himself. Oh, really? Too. So if you know if you love that song, um, I mean they played a lot of good ones. I mean a lot of stuff off of. Uh, Say it like you mean it, and you got a lot of backstory about you know what some of the songs are about. I mean, it, most if you're a fan, you already know. Cause yeah. It's, been, it's weird that they're doing this, but you know it's not a bad thing. Um, but uh, this seems to if be you, sort if you're of fan. You kind of know all the stuff. Yeah, it seems to be like I'm hearing more and more bands are sort of doing this, which I guess maybe that's like a smart marketing smart move. Is like yeah. as you're as you're getting older, this is this is what you do with that that time. But yeah. uh yeah, they're not the first band I've heard about doing that. But I am. They're yeah. one of the ones I'm most intrigued by. Yeah. And they had good merch too. So well, I'm never gonna turn down a fucking good old starting line piece of merch. Oh, I got my shirt. So uh, all right, well, fuck. I'm I yeah. am fucking in like Flynn for that show. Uh, all right, well, sick shit. Uh, now I'm I, I'm content to just end the episode there. But I guess we'll talk about <laughs> these other albums. Hold up, shop. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, well, I think that oh, the, I got some opinions. I got some opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that. Um, I, I, I want to start with Microwave uh, because they were at the Go show. Um, yep. And so I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be the leadoff hitter here. Uh, Go ahead. So Microwave is a band that plays music. And, I hate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, so here's what I'll say. Let me, let me start out by saying this. Uh, I, for the music that I like, I should be a way bigger Microwave fan. Uh, I am not a very big microwave fan though. Uh, okay. and I, the first two albums I have listened to on many occasions and I don't necessarily feel very strongly one way or another about them. There are some songs that I really like and I, you know, I, are very hummable and I mean, it's, they're just like, you know, quick little bops and, uh, the reason that I say all this is that I, I want to sort of preface anything that I say about the newest album, um, by saying I'm not like an aficionado, not only in this band, but sort of, I think, in this genre as well. And that will also go for uh, Tiny Moving Parts that we'll talk about after this. But um, it's not yeah, necessarily... I probably have more. I probably have more in those arenas. But, yes. Yeah. And, and that's why yeah. I'm I'm curious to sort of hear what you're going to, you know, the, the way you break this stuff down as well. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, but I like Microwave. Uh, I the. I think Much Love is my favorite of the original two. Um, oh, and yeah. so this one, Death is a Warm Blanket, uh, I didn't really even know what to expect. I hadn't like kept up with any press about it. I just went into it was like, oh shit, okay, microwave album. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. Um, I, brother, I don't think I like this album. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm mostly laughing because I watched that happen on yeah. FaceTime, <laughs> that reaction. So uh, sorry for those uh, at home that can't see that, but that was, his face was great. <laughs> uh, it's, it's true. Uh, it's okay. Let me say that, like, like I said, I'm, you know, I don't know anything about the band or the members or, or what they're going for. Uh, but I feel like I was very confused for most of this. So I listened through it, uh, I think three times actually, because I really wanted to, yep. to give it like as much of a, a listen as I could. And I don't oh, think sure. it's like the worst thing that's ever come out or anything, but like it is just not for me. And I guess this is why I'm excited for you to talk about it is because I, I don't like, I'm aware that in the past they've done like 
sort of that you know like fry scream some like aggressive vocals to a degree but it's it's all very like poppy but like i feel like this album i just heard this dude fucking screaming like the entire time about uh, i like i didn't know what he was talking i didn't know the vibe they were going for and it felt like it felt like somebody pulled the e-brake on their like progression and just like where all of a sudden it was like i felt like they could have eased into something like this over time but it to me it felt very abrupt from the other microwave that i have listened to and enjoyed and um it still has a lot of what makes microwave catchy and I think unique as well. I mean, they, they definitely like stand out when I hear a microwave song. I know it's them, but it's, um, it, it had a lot of moments where like it sounded very like somewhere between, uh, somewhere between like Nirvana, Mute Math, Band of Horses, and like fucking Weezer. And I was like very confused about <laughs> what it was, what it was doing for me. Um, sure. But all that being said, um, I, I'm happy to be sort of like pushed in a different direction and, and go back and, and find some things that I may not have listened to on this album or things that I may not have noticed. Um, I, you know, and I felt I guess I felt like a lot of it, too, was um, after the first few songs, I sort of know, knew what I was expecting, where it was like he's going to mumble softly about some semi like self-deprecating or like sad shit. And then it's going to get into him like being more aggressive and there's like there's like a really thrashy guitar solo on i believe the title track death is a warm blanket but i could be wrong about that um so it just it never really got me with the flow of the album it felt like i was hearing uh, there were a few sections in the album or even after listening to it a few times like if i wasn't paying attention i wouldn't even know that the song changed it would just go into like another sort of uh very very noisy part that i wasn't i don't it just it, it never got me and i i want to i want to be you know I, maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong uh i don't know if that's necessarily the the metric to judge by but um it just it didn't quite do it for me and i know that so many people really like microwave and they really i think that they're a band that's probably gonna you know they're already pretty big i think that they just have a continued upward trajectory um but i just i don't i don't know man i don't know if I don't know if I'm just not hearing it right or what the deal was, but it did not hit the right notes for me. Please explain what you think. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. I completely agree with you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I don't feel as, uh, I feel vindicated now. Yeah. So um, I really like microwave. Um, when they first came out, I saw it, started seeing them on, you know, cause they were a small band from Atlanta I started seeing them on the small shows here in Columbus, the name, and I was like, oh, a band called Microwave, they probably suck. <laughs> um, so I completely, I didn't get into them till after Much Love came out. So probably right around the end of 2016. Um, and so I heard, I, I don't know what, I think it came on when Spotify first started doing the, you know, you play an album, mm -hmm. we're going to play something like that. And I was like, oh shit, they actually sound cool. I never listened to them. And so I got really into Stovall and Much Love. Um, I mean, you've seen me wear my Microwave shirt. I yeah. have both albums on fucking vinyl. Like I really liked Microwave. Um, I don't think they were perfect, but I really liked how vulnerable the singer was. Um, it was catchy, you know. It was it was definitely it was something fresh mm -hmm. for me in the in a otherwise very crowded genre. Um, I agree. And I with liked that. what they were. I liked what they were doing, and that you know they're 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 in the right lane for that. And so I had no idea they were putting out a new album until Instagram like played some sponsored video for like a clip a clip from the Mirrors mm -hmm. single. 
which is track eight on this. And so I heard that and I was like, well, hold on. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I was like, okay, this is, they clearly figured out what fuzz pedals are, um, which is not a bad thing, <laughs> but this whole album is, is a goddamn fucking big muff. Um, but the, I mean, the bass sounds fucking killer. So I was like, okay, that that's fine if they're, if they're leaning a little heavy, but I will tell you on both of their albums, the heavy one, the ones where he screams are my least favorite songs. Yeah. On their first two releases. I don't think it's bad. It complimented what they were doing, but like, I know their biggest, I don't know if they took, cause like one of the biggest songs and has the most plays and that they always close their shows with is a song called vomit, um, on much love. And that was always like, I liked it, but like, there's like a whole like almost minute and a half screaming part. I'm just like, okay, like get through it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was, it was never my favorite. This is not why I like this band. And so when, before this even came out, I started seeing articles like seven heavy uh, songs that influenced the new microwave album. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, because that's not what I want. Like, they're not this band. And I saw the cover of it and it's like, a, you know, clearly a shot of a microwave being blown up. So I took that as like they're reinventing themselves yeah. in some fashion. Maybe I'm looking too hard into that. But um, I first listened of the three that I were talking about this week. Like, this was hard for me to get through. Yeah. Like, it took me. It took me four listens to find uh to find out that I don't hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, and that's wow, you really you you just stuck with it. It it, it took me four listens to because I because I know I, I didn't hate it the first time, but I was just like, where is the hook in this? And I still can't find it. But at least I'm starting to find layers of it that I do enjoy. Um, I think what was really upsetting is it came out the same day I saw them, so I, I got to hear it at work. Um, you know, last Friday, and then I saw them live, and they played like three songs off of. The biggest mistake they made is they opened the show with the self with "Death Is a Warm Blanket," and it fucking sounded like trash. Um, <laughs> oh God! Uh, some of that's the venue's fault, but uh, so two things: I don't think, and every band goes through this that's in in their position. They are not ready to play a theater. They are still a club band, mm-hmm. so they don't sound good in a theater because you know you have to like grow into that. And I've seen many bands do that, and see them later, and they 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 figure out that that space. Um, they're not there yet. Um, even playing their old songs, they're not there yet. Uh, granted, this is the first night of their tour. I mean, they had some technical issues with, I think uh, the snare broke and he had to change it out. Um, and I think the drummer couldn't hear anything in his in-ears at the, the first two songs. But they still sounded solid. But um, you know how the screaming sounds on this album? How it's just like fucking noise, yeah. basically? It, yes. <laughs> it sounds like that live because Ugh. the bassist and the, and the singer both just scream and I couldn't understand shit that was happening. And then the guitar player's playing, you know, his fuzz pedal through a chorus and it just, it just sounds like fucking noise. And so... I don't know what they're going for with this. <laughs> I can't, I can't help them. I don't, it's, I don't, it's really not like, this is not the direction I wanted them to go. I feel like they're not going to get much further with this. This is, I mean, the crowd seemed okay, but when they played their old songs, like it, it sounded way better. Um, like clearly cause they've been playing it for two years. So they obviously, you know, had them down, yeah. but like, it's just those, Oh shit. Like it, it just sounded, it was unique enough. Like I'm, not, I'm at a point in my life where I don't need more screamo bands and anything like it's, I don't need any more screaming. Like yeah. I need it to accent good music, not be the focal point anymore exactly. of the music. I'll go back and listen to bands like that, but I don't need new bands like that because I just, I, I have a different palette. So this is, this is disappointing for me because they had so much potential and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but it's not clicking for me Mm-mm. as far as what direction they're going in. Now, I do really like the single Mirrors now. There are some good ones. Like the last three songs, Mirrors, Carry, and Part of It are the ones he doesn't really scream in as much. Yeah. And they actually, like, I really like the last track, Part of It, because it's the most vulnerable he is on the album. Um, I don't just like float to the top, but like it's hard for me to get through this, that first part of it, because there's no hook. Yeah. There's nothing hooking me. I mean, it's it, it seems very like. Uh, it, it seems very, in a lot of ways, 2019, uh, if, if that makes any sense, that, like, 
Boy, are they! They they are big shirts, skinny jeans, yeah. and like this whole grunge scene. Like they're it's almost like they're three or four years too late on and this. That, and that's and I guess that's like that's where I'm at with it is that it just seems like it seems like these are very clearly and, and also I don't want to sound like I'm like talking too much shit, but let me just let me hit you with this. It sounds like some fucking dudes that are soft as baby shit trying to make heavy music and (laughs) and i i did talk to the so i i bought a shirt and i bought the album because i you know i want to support them yeah um so i bought the vinyl i was there but they were at their merch thing and they were all four of them but i ended up the singer saw me wearing my ass city's burn shirt so he struck up a conversation with them with me um he may have a lisp that's why i or not a lisp a stutter okay uh, but i can't tell but uh, not that that matters but i think he may have a stutter uh But we started talking about that, but like, they're such nice guys. They always have been. I mean, look at the cover of Much Love. Like, I don't know why they chose this direction. I don't know where they thought they were failing as a band. I don't know if they thought they were getting more reactions from the heavy stuff. He makes one of the ugliest fucking faces when he screams. (laughs) So um, I'm very concerned for that. Uh, It looks like his face is eating his face. Um, But Woof. And the bass player has it. I mean, they both have great screams, but don't at the same time with just a bunch of fucking fuzz over it. It's I, this is not why I like this band. Yeah. Like if this has been their first effort, I would have okay and moved on. Like there's nothing. I'm disappointed. And I, like I said, it took me four lessons to find something I like about it. But those last three tracks are really the only thing I'm here for at the moment. Yeah. And I, I hope they find success with this. But I just I've seen them. I mean, they've obviously posted the 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 praise like you know the standard Instagram post of like snippets from reviews, and they're like, oh, this is the like the 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 reviews that are saying it's good. I'm like, are you sure? Like, yeah. like <laughs> what, what album did you listen to? <laughs> yeah. It, Cause it really isn't bad. It's just, it's not, it's not microwave. It's just, it, it, maybe it doesn't make any sense, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's such a, it's such a hard turn. Like it's not, that's what I'm saying. And I guess that was, that was sort of where I was at with it. That, you know, microwave, uh, the, the songs and things that I, that I would always gravitate towards in their older stuff is like that. You're right. I mean, he is like a very vulnerable singer. And I mean, a lot of that's the genre that they're playing as well, but like, you know, he's, he's, he's a good like lyricist. And I think that he's got a very, like, he's got a good sound that, uh, that he has with his vocals and he's very passionate. And then all of a sudden I just, I lost all of that, uh, as with every song on this album pretty much. And I just, I, if it's shocker, if there's good lyrics on here, I don't know where they're at because I can't understand or care about it. It's not, it's not, it's not delivered other than the last track. Mm -hmm. It's not delivered well. So I just, I don't know. This may be one I come back to and enjoy because it's microwave and I want to, I want to get into it. But like, this is the one that I struggled with of the three, that we listened to the most. Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't, I did not want to come back to it Yeah, um, because I was just like, I can't, I can't find it. I can't find what, what made me a microwave fan. It's, it's one of those albums that, uh, and this is always, I feel like, uh, to me, one of the bigger criticisms, uh, that I can sort of internalize about any album that I'm listening to is that, uh, it's an album that just makes me want to listen to either other bands or either, oh, or yeah. even just like other songs by the, yeah. the same artist. Cause I'm like, this makes me think of this band that's doing this better. And I'm just going to go listen to that instead. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like microwave, they weren't pioneers, but they were doing something in their, in, in a lane that made them special. So like, it just made me want to go back and listen to the other two albums. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, we got other things to talk about. So. <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, that's, you know, and I, meet me in the DMS. If you have a different opinion, I, I feel like I know Matt may like this just by the text message he sent me. I didn't, I didn't, Matt, I'm sorry. I didn't reply about it because I knew I had, <laughs> I knew I had opinions to get to, but if it's for people, for, if people like it, people like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish them all the best because I think they have a, a great future, but this may be a misstep for them. I, yeah, they, I think, I feel like this could be one that they, they, in future years will come back to regret, but may, maybe yeah. not. Who knows? Maybe, 
maybe we're just I, I don't wrong. think they're going to be successful in the next step, you know, going from club to theaters, you know, I don't think this is it. For yeah. Them. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right. Well, let's, I, I think that then I, I want to just smoothly pivot right into uh, tiny moving parts because okay. um, I think that uh, it's sort of is the same, but, but different in a lot of ways in terms of uh, my understanding of them. As I said, not a genre or a band or, or anything that I consider myself like particularly knowledgeable in. Um, I have listened to a lot of tiny moving parts in the past. Um, whenever, uh, when me and Griffin and our friend Tony were recording, uh, our little project called Dear Applicant, um, we, uh, I was listening to a lot of different stuff, sort of just like in that general ballpark, uh, for drum sort of inspiration and just listening to yeah. other players. Uh, and you know, this drummer rips and he plays fucking like it, it sounds great when he plays and that was always my draw for tiny moving parts was i i came for the drums and then i would just sort of stay for you know the rest of it uh and i i hadn't you know this was another one that i don't keep up with them necessarily so you you know you texted me and you were like oh by the way tiny moving parts is also out this week let's talk about it and i was like yeah okay sick i'll, I'll give that a try um and you know it is very much of a genre that, uh, you know, I feel like you either are here for or you are not here for. The vocals have a style. The lyrics have a very certain content. Um, and it is, you know, it's very noodly, uh, but also you know, it's very, very emo. Um, so I, I, I listened to it all the way through, and I think surprisingly i can say that of all the three albums that we listened to this week i think this was my favorite of the three um and i don't think that it is anything revolutionary i once again am not like the most well-versed tiny moving parts guy to say if this is like necessarily even a great step or a misstep for the band um but what i do know is that uh i listened to it all the way through and i was like i would very i would like to listen to that again for pleasure not just to actually you know like intake all of it um and i enjoy it i think that they are very very talented i think that amongst this genre there's not a lot of bands that make me think like damn these dudes are fucking tight instrumentally they sound great and uh i did watch i believe it was an audio tree but it may have been an audio tree ripoff uh of them and the the singer who's also playing guitar he's fucking great live uh watching you're goddamn right (laughs) watching him play is like i think that was to be honest and this was everything you're hearing he is singing at the same time yeah and and i i mean and that was before this album came out this was i mean a while ago that i saw this video and i just remember being sort of you know mouth agape that this guy was Mm -hmm. doing all of that on the guitar and also singing and like sure he's not doing the most demanding vocal parts in the world but he has a lot to say it's very you know like it's very rhythmic and he is doing some noodly ass shit on the guitar and it all sounds exactly like it does on the album if not better uh so that is the biggest preface to all of this i guess is that these dudes are fucking talented the drummer sounded great too um i mean i don't have as much of an ear for bass or anything but the drums sound great but he as a guitarist and singer is one of the more impressive performances i've seen in this genre ever uh and so that alone going into this made me think made me listen to it i think like uh with more of an appreciation because i knew that this guy was doing all of these things live and that really made me feel a little more attached to it um but i like it man it's fucking catchy 
it's uh it's doesn't take itself too seriously i feel like and um it doesn't doesn't necessarily make me you know it doesn't break any new ground or anything but i i've enjoyed it (laughs) i was very fun and i would very very easily go back and listen to this again podcast or otherwise wow (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i I don't disagree um so my history with tiny moving parts is i mean i've been into them since their first full length came out um this couch is long and full of friendship and that was i mean i think they disrupted sort of i hate using that word but they kind of did with the genre uh when they came out back in 2013 um it was just kind of like oh shit like what is this um you know noodly stuff crazy time signatures like scream yell like yelling but not screaming Mm. but um they were young and they're three dudes from minnesota and the drummer and uh bass player are cousins or sorry are brothers and the singer is their cousin oh i didn't even know that that's awesome three dudes from minnesota yeah that that are just that that wrote the stuff a young guy and i mean they we opened uh i can't remember which band matt would probably be able to tell you but they played his living room and we opened for him we're in one of their videos from that first album where they had to do like a bunch of tour footage. Like Mm -hmm. we're all in that video, (laughs) you know, from that show. So I've had a history with these guys. Um, I haven't like kept it with them, like as like the greatest fan, but I've always liked tiny moving parts. Um, to me, the analogy I'll give is they, to me, they're like the, every time I die of their genre. Mm, Okay. Because they consistently put out albums and they're just, they always get just a little bit better. Like, it's not like, it's not like crazy differences, but it's just like, we've perfected a little bit more of what, what we do. Yeah. Um, and every time they put one out, I mean, it's always catchy. It's always noodly. His vocals get a little bit better. The instrumentation gets a little bit better. Like they start to figure out and it's like on a two year cycle. What's weird about this one is swell came out in 2018, like January. And then now it's, you know, September 2019 and they're putting out this new one and they changed labels. So I think what happened is they moved to this new label and part of their stuff was like, you know, you're not going to get paid till you know, you make an album. Yeah. So they're like, shit, let's make an album. So <laughs> kind of industry behind the scenes, that's kind of how your contract works, you know? So, and obviously, you know, they want to tour and make, you know, be able to support themselves. So I think it's just why they quickly turn this around. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds great. I mean, I've, I've liked every album that they've done, but I do agree like this one for whatever reason, I probably maybe cause I'm having to do it for a podcast, but like I listened to it so many times. I'm like, I really like this. fucking yeah. album. So <laughs> you're right. It's not, it's not fantastic. It's not the best thing ever, but I think it's, I think it's their best effort so far. I really enjoy it. Um, the guitar player has always been an influence in my guitar playing, uh, especially in the project I'm kind of doing now, uh, just from a newly perspective, I, I like the way he does stuff and how, unique it is so it's definitely been an influence and it was in dear applicant too from a bass player perspective mm-hmm. so um i i like this band i can't say anything bad about it. every picture of them they're fucking smiling having a good time like they're they're fun dudes i i will say the worst part about them is the vocals just because it's if you don't like that style you're not gonna like it yes. but i think he's got i think this is his best version of what he's doing yeah it was it was the least abrasive uh of any yeah. of the stuff that i've i've heard of theirs and uh, to be honest and like you said pretty much of that entire genre um yeah it's so i don't know i, I like I, it I, they know what they're doing um that's and my analogy is you know i just to me it just for me it feels like every time i die every time i die puts out an album they get just a you know they, they move the the needle just a little bit more yeah. you know so that's i feel like that's what this band does um and that's that's not a bad thing so um if you like this kind of stuff i mean they're kind of kings of this genre for to be honest and one of the fans also like is microwave and I wouldn't say the new one. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and this is, I, I think that this is a great example. Like you said, I mean, they're, they're definitely not like screaming, especially not even in the way that microwave is, but uh, you know, he, no, it's, he it's yells, just a yell. but it's, but it sounds, but his, it works. 
his singing, I wish he would tap into his singing more because there are, there, I can't remember what song it is, but there's one where he like does like a soft singing mm-hmm. through it. And I'm like, oh, just embrace that. Like he needs to find his thing. I don't think he's ever prioritized his vocals over his playing. I think this is probably the first time he's starting to, I mean, every album has some track where it's like he does better than others, but some of them he's just going to fucking kind of, you know, yell sing over because that's what it calls for. But I think that's the thing holding them back as a band is like he can, he can figure out a way to make his vocals a little more, um, accessible for people yeah and he doesn't have to but i think that's the thing holding them back it's not the music it's it's the vocal style but i think this one is the most like midwest sky like i've had that fucking chorus stuck in oh, my head yeah since since it fucking came out so like even vocally even ly- or, sorry lyrically i think this is a better effort because some of them have been very like seen on the nose like come on family yeah. like, <laughs> let's not talk about that that's true um but and, and this one has one track like that i can't remember what it is but so it's it's not gonna be the greatest shit you've ever heard or like you know expand your uh, mind, but there are some good mo- moments. So I recommend it. I will have it. I will play it again. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that uh, you know it's called Breathe. By yeah, the yeah. Moment, oh so. yeah, the album it, it's <laughs> called Breathe. Uh, and I I think that this genre. Um, I mean, obviously, like it's it, the genre is not going anywhere necessarily, but it's I think that it's yeah. sort of peaked in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, as we've alluded to, there's a change. Yeah, yeah there, and there's yeah. there's not really a lot uh, of places that it can go. I think at the moment, you know, it, it things ebb and flow. But I think that um, Tiny Moving Parts is one of the bands that I can say, like with certainty, uh, we can can remain doing the genre with their own spin on it. And I think that they are someone that um, champions it in a way that makes all the other stuff uh both better and worse at the same time because you see that all that other shit is not quite as good as tiny moving parts but it also legitimizes it because there are people who are able to make that sound um really tight and really really enjoyable for for someone uh who may not like that sort of genre otherwise and you do have to sort of get around uh, the lyric content and the way that they're delivering the lyrics, but like that's I don't know, man. Some of the lyrics, some of the lyrics are really good. They're really, I mean, they talk about mental health and a lot of stuff. It's just sometimes his choice are like you know, I don't want to say immature, but it's like come on, you can you can do a little better. (laughs) That's true, Uh, (laughs) but that's not not so much on this album. I'm just talking about past experience. But I mean, they have they have some songs that are fucking kind of gut wrenching if you if you get dig into their catalog. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's it's just really enjoyable stuff. And like you said, every picture of them, they're fucking smiling. They always look like they're having a great time. Um, I'd like I they've got a I want to support bands like that, man. I want to like I just want people to go out and buy their shit and, um, you know. Let, let these guys keep doing what they do because there are so few people that I feel like do it uh, do it right, and they are. But they have a lot of releases for a band that's only been releasing music since 2013. Yeah, though they uh, well, technically I think that album came out in 2012. It was re-released, oh, okay. but either way, it's still um, that's they've got a formula, um, and I, they're doing it well. I just uh, I think this one they had less screaming on, which you know normally the bass player kind of screams in the background, mm-hmm. but um, it's not gone, but it's not as much, but. I think they're on the – if they keep going, I think they're going to get to the point where it's like they're going to progress to the right level to get them where they need to be. They don't have to, but they're great on, they're great on recording and they're great live. Yeah, so. I, yeah and the, the sort of uh, as I was saying before, if you want to go watch their audio tree – I believe it was audio tree, but whatever. Look look it for was, videos It's an old one, but yeah, uh, it's an audio tree. Yeah, look for the any videos of them live and I think it'll make you even more impressed that this dude is fucking doing yeah. all that on the guitar cuz especially as someone yeah. like myself who doesn't play guitar, uh I'm just like in awe of everything that he's doing cuz my brain does not work like that at yeah. all. Even without singing over it, it's impressive, but the fact that he's able to sing over it is even yeah, makes my oh, makes my fucking on. brain hurt is what that yeah. does. Yeah. Uh 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, to be honest, I would not have thought going into this week that that would have been my favorite of the three albums and not to not to take away the the anticipation of us talking about the corn album but you know i just i really did not think that tiny moving parts would have hit all the marks for me uh and i didn't think that microwave would end up so so low on on that list but uh you know it's just the way she goes sometimes boys uh and but now we got corn and it's the last little it's the last little taste of a of new metal (laughs) to to fucking cap off this this early 2000s shit we've been talking about lately uh but yeah. i've been i've been yapping to begin these so griff go ahead t- talk to me about corn because I, I only want to just because i think i have more history with i corn, agree so. with that you you certainly do uh corn has always been a part of my life not nearly as close to my heart as it has been for you yeah so corn corn and deftones were kind of the gateway for me into heavier you know non-traditional music mm-hmm. you know back in 1998 when i was 10 years old I had a friend who had an older brother who had the shit hanging posters in his room and just listening to the stuff. And it was always just, oh, God, because I've always liked, been intrigued by this really theatrical, dramatic, emotional music. So Deftones and Corn, especially Corn, with, you know, how fucking, you know, expressive the vocals are mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. You know, like it was a great gateway for me. And, you know, from the first album, for me at the time, you know, obviously in 1998, what Fall the Leader was the first one I ever really got into. But I, you know, obviously went back to Life is Peachy, the self-titled. I love it. I loved issues. And then at that point, I started, I was in my teens. I started getting into other stuff. So um, one of the first bands I was in, I remember me and the guitar player went and got Untouchables, the fifth album on the release day, and very disappointed. It was not good. I did not enjoy it. I don't know. If, I, I still don't think it's a good album, but obviously our music tastes to change. And then after that, Corn just kind of became a character of itself. You know, it was it wasn't for me. It wasn't mature. You know, it just, it, mem- members left the band in and out the whole guitar player becoming Christian and that whole bullshit yeah. that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rewind. This is the new album. The nothing is their 13th album. So let that sink in. God. They've been around for 25 fucking years. Jesus Christ. Um, yes. Um, and so I had no expectations for this other than I knew they were putting out it. I knew Brian came, Brian head came back to the band. Um, the album before mm-hmm. and i remember listening to it and it was basically a, a return to it's called the serenity of suffering i think uh return to yeah that's right uh return to kind of their earlier sound and i was like okay i get it but like it's still it's nothing there that i was like i need to be listening to this yeah um this new one came out i only heard some snippets off of some instagram videos and like people were given a lot of hype and i'm like okay and the snippets i heard i'm like this is not what i expected okay, I'm going to listen to this album with fresh ears when it comes out. So I bring, bring it up the podcast. Like, Hey, I think I've been the one reminding you about it. Like, yeah. Hey, this corn's coming out. Um, cause I really want to go into this, uh, with no knowledge and just hear it. Uh, spoiler alert. I fucking love this album. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this album. Um, I think a lot of this for me, maybe nostalgia, but I fucking love this album from the moment I turned it on. I love this fucking album. Um, I don't think that means everybody's going to like this album though. So, but I can tell from a fan base and from what they're doing, it's getting well received. And so I want to explain why I like this album because I don't think people who, I don't think a lot of people are going to like this (laughs) and you probably don't, but, um, this was my favorite of the three. Um, I've listened to this multiple fucking times so far and I, oof, mm, this is, (laughs) so I think for me, I think, you know, my, 
I had no expectation. I had low expectations for this, you know, unlike Slipknot, which I was expecting everything for and was disappointed by. Um, I think this is better than the Slipknot album. I think this is better than the Tool album. Not that it's better musicianship or that, you know, they're better bands, but I would say as an album, I think this is the better album of those three for me. Um, and for me, it's because one, they've returned, they've returned to a sound that made them unique in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a typical corn sound, but some of the fucking choruses and the hooks on this are so fucking good to me. Like, I just, I can't, like I've been singing these fucking songs for a whole week now and <laughs> I was not expecting this to happen. I didn't think corn could do this. And so the backstory to this album is if you don't know, um, Jonathan Davis, the singer, his wife uh, died of an overdose last August, so almost about a year ago. I did not know um, that actually. <laughs> so I think I think you need some of this to appreciate what this album is 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 going for because um, she drug overdose. I mean, she had a whole bunch of shit in her system. Jonathan Davis has been sober for years. That's kind of his whole thing, which I think has kind of been the tipping, like kind of the downfall. Just I hate to say this, but I think that's what made this album good is because his what he's gone through, and if if. I'd be curious, since you didn't know that, I don't know how the album hit you, but knowing that and knowing what these songs are about, I mean, the album opens with him fucking crying and ends with him fucking yes, crying. Yes, it does. So, which is typical Corn. So if I didn't know that, it may come off as a little cheesy, but that's kind of what Corn is, you know, when they did previous stuff where he was 20s and going through a lot of, you know, emotional baggage of his teenage years and with his parents and the abuse he's gone through. So if to hear that come back in a didn't feel like a fake way to me, um, and a lot of these songs are about, his wife and you know, he ends this fucking album saying that it was his fault or that, it, you know, like, boy, I'm fucking here for shit like that. So I hate that. That's, I hate that's how, that this is how they had to write a good album. But like, I feel like the whole band united around that. And, um, the fact that it's called the nothing, the fact that the fucking artwork is not fucking the worst shit ever. Like their previous Bro, that, albums. Okay. Yeah. Actually brief aside, I was the other yeah. day looking back through the albums. Cause I mean, there's so many in the middle that I fucking don't even know. And oh, yeah. those I've album to covers sparse. are, so bad this one is tight they're bad because all of the other ones are bad. the reason why and so the one who made this concept is brandon reich who's the lead singer of dead poetic who has that multimedia company yeah. who's done i didn't really he did this one too he did this one too and he posted about Bro. it um that they kind of fought for this and what i infer from that is i'm guessing corn and their management did not want to go for something like this because that's not what they normally go for and i think they really pushed for like what this album's about, what it's called, the album art and the and the uh, the kind of the concept within it, this all fits. And I think really that's what makes this album kind of accessible because it doesn't look like a corn album. And to me, it doesn't even sound like a you know what a corn album has been in the past. Mm-hmm. So I will not say that this is you know the best lyrics you've ever heard. It's not the best you know instrumentation, but I think it's I'm kind of putting them on a lower standard because it's corn. That's true. You know? So. They're, they've never been the greatest musicians, but it's it's what all these the sum of all these parts come together and make these really fucking to me catchy songs. Like they just these choruses. I, I think the single is probably the worst one. You'll never find me, and that's not even a bad thing. It's a, still a good song, but like some of these, yeah, there's some moments that like of course they're a little corny, but I, they fucking hit. Like I love everything. I like the interludes in this. It's tip, like it reminds me a lot of um, issues where they had. I feel like. The, Going back to like um, Tool, where they had interludes that did not fucking matter, yeah. or even Slipknot, like Corn, at least on this album and issues, did interludes that you could go back to and listen to because they were musical. They had lyrics, mm-hmm. they had a part, they had a hook. Like they do that again in this, and it's like they they know what they're doing. And I don't know why other bands, if you're going to do an interlude, make it worth me listening to again. Like don't make it fluff for me to skip. Like I don't, I've never understood yeah. that. 
you know, do that live where I don't have to, where I'm never going to hear it again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like you give me, you give me 13 tracks and what, okay, now you've just made me skip two of them. So like, I feel like they did the right thing here and they've went back to form. And a lot of the vocal styling on this um, reminds me, which is actually kind of weird. It reminds me a lot of reroute to remain in flames. Yes. Kind of style stuff. It does. But I think, I think they were ripping off corn at the time. So it's kind of weird that, you know, or the singer was at least. So, um, there for me, there's a lot to love here. I just, <laughs> this, I I was blown away by how much I like this from the moment I turned it on because this is what I wanted. I wanted Corn to come back to this. I haven't heard a lot of other people say that, but I also haven't been looking for it. But I know from a fan perspective, people really like it. But the whole package, if you know that going in, I mean, it's it, it fucking rips. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, and that's fine if you don't like it. But for me, this is this is what I wanted. When I go back to 2019 and go back and listen to these albums, like I try to go back and listen to Tool and Slipknot after I listen to this, and I'm like, nope, this is still not for me. This this Corn album is what th- this is the, this is what I wanted from all these bands coming back. Like they, they came back the right way, unfortunately, in under shitty circumstances, but it, it rips. Uh, <laughs> PS.com. <laughs> uh, f- bro, fucking high praise. Uh, so okay, let me just take you through what happened with me listening to this album. Uh, because it's, uh, I think that it's very telling of my actual experience with it is that I was like, it was the last of the three for me to listen to. Uh, I was like, okay. It's a- First of the three for me. <laughs> I was like, you know, so, uh, Friday AM, I fucking pop this bad boy. On. Well, yeah, and I guess, you know, I, as, as I said, I mean, corn, I have a lot of love for those first four albums. Um, I rem- actually, I mean, I distinctly remember that like, to be honest like maybe the first songs i ever remember comprehending and remembering as a human being on earth were uh probably i mean it it, it was corn and limp biscuit because my older brother uh christian sure. yeah. he like he i was like literally five and he was just getting he was like in middle school and he was like just getting into all this and you know corn was fucking he was he was into sort of this more alternative crowd and into skateboarding and stuff so he like he was like all right i'm gonna buy a limp biscuit album and i'm gonna get some corn and i I, like i have such a distinct memory of hearing those as a kid and just like that probably ingrained in me from the beginning um that said though i'm not like I don't go back and listen to like all the corn stuff all the time. I mainly, you know, if I, if I hear a single on, I'm like, fuck yeah, fucking corn slaps. Uh, and I'll always tell somebody who tries to tell me corn sucks. I'm like, no, corn's, corn's pretty good. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, in general as a band, I, I agree with so much of what you're saying that I've always loved, uh, the things that make corn unique, which is like the emotion and intensity that Jonathan Davis puts into the music um and well it's 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 the groove too that's what makes corn corn it's it's and that's on this album like this should came out after issues to be honest but like it's the groove Mm -hmm. like that's absolutely i don't think people realize that like it's there's no band that has groove it's and that that is 100 percent true of all these other new metal bands um i can't think of one that has anywhere close to uh, that that i mean groove is the best way to put it i mean it's it is groove for all of their good stuff it has groove start to finish um yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I mean, Corn. like I said, these past, I mean, I am looking here on their Spotify and I think the last album that I could even tell you what a single song sounded like off of is Untitled from 2007. Um, and I don't think I could I, tell I you, to, I yeah. couldn't, I can listen to Corn 3 or Path of Totality, Paradigm Shift. That, the, the Path of Totality was the one with like all the Skrillex sounding, like they went all 
that style. Yeah, that's, I don't. They've taken a lot of turns. They've taken they a lot really of turns have. Here, so uh, uh, I will say that that Serenity of Suffering, while the album art is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, and the title, like, there are good moments on that, yeah. but it they're not as well executed as they are to me on the new. I, one, and so. I, I believe that you don't need the other ones. Is the point like four, first four and then go to this? Yeah, and so 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 anyway, so I didn't really have you know much of an expectation going into this. I was like you know whatever corn, and uh, I turned it on and it started with bagpipes and i was like it's a corn album uh <laughs> yeah I'm fucking and ready. i i got to uh you'll never find me which is the single and as you said i is probably in my opinion the worst song on the album but i was listening yeah. to it um just like in the car on my way home and i was like oh yeah i gotta i gotta listen to this um and i turned it on and i by the time i got to that song i got about halfway through it and i fucking i turned it off and i was genuinely considering at the time being like maybe i just tell griffin that i I couldn't get through this album and i don't know what to say about it (laughs) uh but i ultimately um then again sort of akin to pantera i was like okay i'm gonna work out and i need to fucking put on some music and i was like you know i'm gonna the corn is like perfect for me to work out to i'm gonna listen to this and see what happens and I put it on in headphones, and I just started listening to it, and, like, I got to, all of a sudden, I realized, like, I got to track five, which is called Idiosyncrasy, and all of a sudden, I found myself, like, literally air drumming this chorus, and I was like, wait a second, this chorus, this is, this is a really good chorus, and I was playing along to it, and I was like, what the fuck, I think I, think I like this, and then, all of a sudden... Uh, I couldn't stop listening to this shit, and I just like I, even after my workout was done, I I was like I had a few songs left on the album, and I was like uh, I'm just gonna keep my headphones in and fucking finish listening to this, uh, and brother, I would never ever ever expect to tell you that in 2019 I like a corn album, but I do, and oh, no. I this, agree. This is not allowed, but it's happening. I, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I will go ahead and say it that in terms of just enjoyability, this trumps Slipknot and uh, Tool by, I mean, a long margin. Like, and I don't know why. I don't know how. And okay, but let me let me temper all that with with saying that. Um, I think now I'm excited to go back and listen to it again, knowing that about the the inspiration behind it because. To be honest, you should definitely look at some articles about it because it, it was a big deal when it happened, and they've been talking about it a lot since this album. Because I mean, this is his fucking album. Yeah. I mean, this is, there's no way this is not Jonathan Davis's album. Yeah, and and so I think that it, it's you know it's it's very telling. I think that that was the subject matter sort of at hand because I was literally listening to the lyrics of this album and I was thinking this all sounds really fucking like upsetting and like you know emotional in the way that corn normally does but the i w- i had the line of thought that was what does this man still have to be that upset about because i had no idea that happened and now if i didn't know it i would say i would say i wouldn't feel it i don't know if i wouldn't feel it was genuine because it does sound genuine but i would like i'd be just like you like curious like what the fuck yeah because and what, what that, is he crying what is exactly, he crying about? because i mean i think the you know i i the 40 something yeah and i saw yeah. interviews with him maybe in like 2016 2017 and that was whenever i think things were like you know the the corn had really reformed as they were things were going pretty good they were i think you know everything seemed to be on the up and up for them and i just was like okay i checked in with corn jonathan davis is doing fine and then 
I and, and obviously, as you said, the the guitarist is fucking you know, holy shit, Jesus healed me. Which I you know, I'm not going to get into that on here, but also like, I don't need any of that. Uh, but it, he's not as open about it while in corn, but he's back, and you can hear his the influences yes. there. I mean, the only person that's not original is the drummer Ray. Luz- I think, yeah, I think I, I think it's Ray Luzier. Either way. He's a great addition to the band. He's fantastic. My, I didn't say it on this, and I'm, I'm sure you agree with me. The only disappointment is that he doesn't get to. He's he's a visual drummer, so yes. you you don't get to hear a lot of what makes him a great drummer because I'm sure that's on purpose on the album. I mean, there's a blast beat part that I'm like, yeah. you should have done that it's for like three extra rips. minutes, but <laughs> but um, he is a visual drummer. So from a live standpoint, he makes the band fucking amazing live. But um, yeah, this is technically the core band again, just, just like yeah, the album. Just before, with the, the for whatever drummer. reason, it's, it's it's clicking, it's clicking. And 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 sure. so actually, it's I'm glad you said that about the drummer because, um, to be honest, I think that that is what, in a lot of ways, sets this apart from other Corn albums for me. Is that uh, I don't think David Silvera was like that great of a drummer <laughs> at all. No, he was a good hip hop. That's drummer, true. Though. That's, he like, he it's, was. It's kind of like A from Deftones, like that whole. 90s era it was just hip-hop mm-hmm. drummers basically playing in metal bands so like he had that groove to him but he was never like crazy and, good. and i think that like that's and that i agree with that that uh you know obviously in, it's a different genre that he was he was playing and a different style um but ray Lugier works way better for me i've watched a lot of like dr- uh, oh, drumio yeah. videos of him we have seen little we so saw good. like you know 15 minutes of them playing live at rock on the range before we were forced to leave yeah uh but like he is yeah. a fucking he is a great drummer he's the nicest dude and he also is very i think that he adds um a lot to this band that otherwise would be missing and i think this album while i agree it's like it's not very flashy i would rather see it live just to, to focus on his playing um but he provides so much of like the backbone to this album for me that like he yes. is he is the he is like the consummate professional in terms of a rock drummer where like and i've seen him talk about this in in, in videos and interviews is that um, and I think most of the uh, band sort of adheres to this as well, but as a drummer, he doesn't do anything that's overly flashy. Like he very much knows what his lane is. He's incredibly tight. Mm-hmm. He understands music very, very well. He understands exactly what needs to happen. And it's, it's fucking great. Every single note that he plays on those drums is like picture perfect and he can do it all live. He's, he's the shit. I love him. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, like I said, I, I was questioning sort of like how genuine a lot of these lyrics and stuff were. And I think that was probably the last sort of hurdle that I had with this album because I, I, I mean, I, I love it. I think that it's, I think that it's great and I am shocked by it. But I think, like I said, the last thing was the lyrics and figuring out where that was really coming from. Now that I know this takes on a whole different life, uh, but it just, you have to, it yeah, feels different you have man. To. <laughs> it feels like it feels way different than the other stuff they've been doing. And, um, yeah. you know, he they all sound great i mean it's recorded amazing as you would expect from a band of this this level but it's recorded great all of them all of the instrumentation sounds exactly as it should it doesn't sound like they're just reusing old corn parts like it sounds like they have the corn sound and we're writing fresh material again for the first time it uh, yeah i 100 agree with that it just sounds it it sounds like this album could have come out like i said after issues like it, it sounds like a continuation and I can't speak to all the other stuff because I haven't listened to it, but I know enough about the other albums and, to, and they'll even admit, you know, like they, they weren't doing the same thing, which is fine. They were allowed to expand, but like the marketing, the music, like everything about this presentation of this album is what's making Corn feel like they're relevant in 2019. Yes. 
versus like when they put out Serenity of Suffering, it just seemed like a bunch of old dudes who were out of touch with that fucking awful album so art, like bad. that just childish new metal album art. That like I think I'm glad that they went this direction. I mean, even looking at the about section on Spotify, like the band picture of them, like it just looks it looks relevant. Yeah, you know, like they they look. I mean, it says right here they've sold 40 million fucking albums <laughs> worldwide. Christ. I mean, this is. It, it's crazy. I don't know how many Slipknot has, but it's that there are these bands in their mid forties doing this and doing it well. I just corn is grabbing me because it's the emotion behind it. It seems genuine. I know the story. They're very upfront about it. It just it all feel and just the choruses. Like I went back to try to listen to the choruses and the Slipknot stuff. I'm like, there's no, no these these are the catchiest choruses in new metal. Like, holy goddamn. shit. <laughs> Uh, I read a I, I read a review about because um, I, th- I I like every single track. There's some that are better than others, but I do like every single track on this mm-hmm. album. They don't overstay their welcome. They're not fucking nine minutes, thirteen minutes. They're not six minute songs. They're all this is a what I think what forty mm-hmm. minute album. They're they forty four minute album. Nothing overstays its welcome. Um, what the longest song is four minutes and 47 seconds like it's and i actually love that song it's the harder with the with <laughs> yeah the sign I, and the three but to be honest i wish that they that looks so dumb whenever i'm reading through <laughs> it's stupid but i like that song the even song, though that fucking part the is, song rips out of context out of, out of context it's dumb but i really like that song but i read an article that said like the beginning of the album's great and then it like falls they didn't say it was a bad album but they're like it kind of loses its momentum after the interlude but i'm like well the interlude's classic corn it sounds like it should be on yes. issues and then the song after it finally free has one of the catchiest fucking verses i've ever heard it's in my so life catchy. and if you know the con if you know about his wife thing now like listen to these lyrics like the song you know obviously cold darkness is revealing finally free this loss is clearly about mm-hmm. her um and then surrender to failure like knowing what you know now like it's going to take on a whole new meaning because the whole time i'm thinking fuck well, and, and <laughs> like, i mean it, it does make you feel that way because even even without knowing what it was about at all like the way that they start and end the album but specifically how they end it i mean like you don't you don't walk away from it feeling cheery or like ambivalent like you walk away no. from it feeling like something there was something upsetting and especially like i said not yeah. knowing what that was now knowing what it is like jesus jesus fuck man <laughs> I love that. I love even, you know, when emo bands do like, I want to feel the emotion behind Like that's, I like that. I like the outlet. I like that. Cause that's even why I write music and, you know, lyrics I write or the pr- presentation I bring. Like I want, that's, that's what this is for me. That's, you know, I'm not a, I, I mean, I don't wear my emotions on the sleeve as much as I could, but you know, like this is where I get my, you know, my shit yeah, out is in music. Exactly. So like hearing bands do it like this, this is what, this is why I grabbed it. That's why, you know, early Slipknot or Deftones or Corn or, you know, you know, early Marilyn Manson stuff, like whatever it is, like that whole, that's what I gravitate towards as a kid because I was inside. I was a very emotional mm-hmm. kid or at least, at least tapped into that. That's why I like theatrical shit. So like the fact that they're doing it in this well in 2019 is just like, Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so fucking excited. And I know if you're not a Corn fan, that's fine. And on the outside, this is, this is not the greatest music you're ever going to hear, but it's, it's what it's, it's like I said, it's the sum of all the parts mm-hmm. that make it so fucking it, good. Yeah. Like I am so excited for them. I hope this is a huge album for them because they deserve it. And especially obviously what Jonathan's been through and his kids with, you know, the loss, but like, I'm glad that they were able to rally around this and make an album this good and that they, it's the right presentation mm-hmm. and it's just, it flows and it's not, it could have been so much worse. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> I, and I guess that was sort of my hesitation with this is that I feel like um, at this point in their career, I feel like a band like Corn, uh, you know, especially Corn, even that they they were going to release an album that was either like 
literally unlistenable, which is, I mean, like I said, my first impression, which I'm so glad was wrong. I mean, that's what I thought is I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have anything to say about this. Like, this is not for me, but I mean, it was either, they're either going to release an album that's that end of the spectrum, or it's going to be something that's just so fucking enjoyable. And just like, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where even, even with with it being so dark, uh, you know, like some of those choruses and, and things come on and I, I'm just like, I'm smiling. Cause I'm like, there are not many yeah. bands that can write something as catchy as this. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's the, there's still some immaturity of these lyrics, but like, I don't even give a fuck because yeah. it, it just and that's, works. I mean, this that's their what, brand. This, this, is, this is where this goes. This, yeah, this is where this goes. It, it makes sense here. I was not looking for something overly educational with them, but like they, they're doing it and I don't know who produced it, but they did a mm-hmm. great job. And it's um i haven't dug deep into that part of it i hope they do i mean they, they posted a lot of behind the scenes stuff promotionally i hope there's some kind of release of that or maybe it's on the cd or something but um i want to see that because i want to see how this was made in the studio yeah. but yeah. i was the same way if this had, if i hadn't known about his wife and they're just putting out another album i probably wouldn't care but when they started doing promo material and i heard some of the riffs like the cold was one of the ones they did and it has that fucking just like gent breakdown to it i'm like what did corn finally listen to Meshuggah? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, th- I mean, and he does like a lot of, um, he does a lot of really like deep screams and, and very like yeah, gutturals. It's, like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he, he did that in, in the one before it too, but like the, the, it, it does, it didn't flow as well as this. Like the, I, I don't need that album. So this is tore off this. We're yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, so, and the stuff I've seen live, it looks great too. Like they're, they're, they're doing a great live show right now. Yeah. That's, I, I can imagine that. I feel like this is something that I would love love to see live um so i'm looking right now actually because you said that about the uh producer and i was like well fucking let's talk about what 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 has this guy done um his name is nick and i can't pronounce his last name uh so some uh, of his album yeah so um, some of his album credits include uh foo fighters in your honor deftones right uh uh coheed no world for tomorrow rush snakes and arrows Fucking Deftones, Diamond Eyes, and Koino Yokin. Uh, also, that's what I'm saying. I knew he. I knew mm-hmm. he did that. And also, did he do that? Did he do Gore? No, no he, he did not do Gore. gore. Uh, but he he also okay. did. I knew he did. Uh, Mastodon once more around the sun. He did a fucking Ghost Ooh. album. He did. So he's done two Rush albums. Like this dude, very clearly is is well qualified. Also, I'm finding though that as we talk about all these producers, that Coheed has had some fucking heaters for producers. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They know they know what they're doing. Um. I just look. I just pulled up the nothing Wikipedia. I haven't even read this yet, but uh, this is the title of the album comes from the villain and the never. I just story. saw that as well, and so, I. I'm, that's I'm like I'm, yeah. I'm upset about that. <laughs> uh, the but it says the first album recorded after the death of the lead singer's wife and mother, which is reflected in the lyrics of the song's "Finally Free," which I mentioned before. Um, so I didn't know his mom I died didn't know either. That either. Um, I'm gonna read this and get some more insight on it, but uh, I mean it's. It- it's one of the, I, I yeah, just, it's... I'm very, I'm very impressed, uh, that this can happen because, um, I think that, you know, and now sort of as, as we're recording this and I'm even, I'm thinking about it in real time. Um, you know, I think that not that I would ever want someone to, to have to go through a loss, but I mean, if you, if you think about like this music that a lot of these bands, I mean, Slipknot included a lot, this music that they're writing about, I mean, it works best whenever there is something so strong to feed off of. And uh, Slipknot oh, very yeah. clearly does not have that anymore. I, I'm still, you know, like I can get past that with them because I think that they have, they offer me a lot of different things. But for so many of these bands, I mean, like if, if you don't have some, you know, intense emotion uh, or investment attached to it as the yes. writers, it's, it's not going to work. And, and this works. 
It does. I just, I was also reading this. It said, uh, that normally they would take, you know, about two weeks to record an album. They spent four months recording the vocal tracks. Holy shit. Do that again. <laughs> yeah. That, it, it paid off. God <laughs> damn. I mean, it, to yeah, be honest, so, I mean, his vocals are as good as I've ever heard them. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, I'm just so surprised that they sound this good. I think I, I hate that this is what it took, but you know, I'm glad that he can at least get some success because I mean, looking at their you know reviews on this, it's, yeah, I, it's, like, I saw the Metacritic was like at almost 85 uh which is that's yeah, so great this is... so if you're not a corn fan um i get it you don't have to listen to this i would like you to try just to see if if you like corn in 2019 mm-hmm. um but i mean this it's good it's, yeah <laughs> I, I mean i you know and i it's good music there's there yeah there's there's no two ways about it uh i'm curious for people who don't give a shit about corn like i'm gonna i'm gonna make my roommate listen to this uh because he I don't think has ever if he's heard a corn song in his life it might have been freak on a leash but i don't know if he's ever heard another one besides that even if he has this is like so far out of what he listens to in his comfort zone so i'm gonna make him listen to it so that i can pick his brain um because i sure I, but I, I fucking love it man i did i mean and I, here's what i'll say i said the tiny moving parts is my favorite of the three we listened to i would be willing to bet that if you talk to me in six months this is the favorite only because i mean this this is one that feels like it'll stick with me for longer i may not like it as much necessarily like on the first few listens um but especially with the added layer now knowing what it's about but just this is this has a lot more legs underneath it um than a lot of other albums and i i will absolutely be singing these choruses and parts for i mean months i uh, they're they're stuck in my head already i mean and i I, man it's it's i'm a gas but it's great (laughs) <laughs> I, I think if you're uh, if you like heavy music and especially heavy emotional music like there should be no reason why you can't get into this album you don't have to love it but um, I was gonna say this will definitely be in my top of the year for sure like yeah. there's no question for me I mean it's it is, is the fact in the running it, for sure it's been uh, if you've listened to this podcast I mean we've talked about a lot of new metal I mean that's not the only genre we like it's just this has been the <laughs> year been of it coincidence, so I'm glad promise. to it's it's just been coincidence. Yeah, this is we're we've obviously got a wide breadth of uh, genres we like, but I'm glad that this is how it ended, and I'm glad it was corn. That was my favorite. I mean, I didn't I d- it didn't have to be corn. I would love it to be Tool or Slipknot, but I'm glad it was corn because corn means a lot more to me from an emotional standpoint. Uh, just growing up with those types of uh, yeah. songs, um, and I'm just I'm super proud of them. I just I can't believe it, and I'm I yeah. love it. Like I don't know I don't know what to say about it. Like this is to me this is a great album, um, and I'm really gonna enjoy listening to it from here. I, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be on rotation. It'll be something I keep coming yeah. back to. And it, uh, more, yeah, I mean, year. more so than any of the other albums in this genre that we've talked about. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I feel like it is almost sort of like poetic justice that they got to have the the last word and also the best word of all of these other bands releasing their 2019 yeah. albums. So fucking corn because obviously jonathan davis listens to this podcast good for you and keep doing what you do yeah <laughs> i mean they could make this the last album i don't know if they will because i think they could they could probably go for a long at least i bet they get have at least two yeah, more albums bro, them, but, uh, got a couple more arenas they can play i don't yeah i mean if i they just came around with owls and chains and under oath which and that takes on a whole new Rose. that tour takes on a whole new life to me after hearing this album because now i'm like yeah. uh maybe yeah. i would go see that yeah, I think, and I, to me, it's not unlike the Under Oath album. Well, I do think this is better than the Under Oath album, but I kind of get why they fit 
you yeah. know, like why Under Oath made sense on that tour. Yeah, a it, bit. it 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 um, tracks a little more. Uh, also, though, still fuck yeah. that Under Oath album. But yeah, I no, I do, yeah, <laughs> no, I I do agree. <laughs> I feel like with this and their tour and what they went on, because if you follow the Under Oath account, like they had a blast oh, they loved that it. tour. I think it was one of their favorite. I think, and I hope that they were well received. I th- I'm hoping that experience, this album, that they go and write what they should have written for Erase Me. Like, I'm hoping that was positive enough for them to write yeah, a better I, I fucking, I, I hope that... They don't need to write a Korn album. They, I think they could take that experience and write a better yes, under I, I hope that of the of those two bands that they go, uh, not not necessarily, like you said, that they're trying to emulate either sound, but I hope that it's more of a Korn direction yeah. and less of an Alice in Chains direction. Uh, but that probably, that's yeah. where... And I'm not an Alice in Chains fan, but yeah, that's besides the point. But I, whatever tour they're about to come out, because I got the house, I have to do another tour. I'm, I will go to that tour if it yeah. comes to me. Corn, I'm saying, um, because when we saw them last at Rock on the Range, I mean, they weren't playing the stuff I really cared about, and it wasn't that great. I feel like they're way better. Mu- I, I don't know what it is. There's something that unified the band here that yeah. they sound great, they look great, they, they feel like great. they're younger. Like, is, I mean, it feels like a like yeah, a younger band. There's a youth to them right now that I think I hope that they uh, stick with and like you know yeah because I mean really, I could very easily hear really right out uh, some of the vocals uh, like especially like his like his like screams and his low stuff I could very easily hear that and be yeah. like oh yeah this is an old man trying to fucking this is Steve Buscemi and Thirty Rock fucking hello children uh, <laughs> yeah. but but, it, but it's not like it doesn't feel like that it, it very much feels like somebody who has something to offer uh, the genre and and music in general so uh, look you heard it here first we're we're not like some fucking new metal goddamn uh, you know jockeys yeah. but also th- th- shit rips dude fucking go listen to this if you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna listen to any of this shit that we've talked about uh in terms of these like weirder new metal albums go listen to corn jonathan davis is 48 48 <laughs> just that's fucking crazy he also has How? a sick ass mobile video gaming setup that he uses to play with his son while he's on tour oh that's true and it's adorable yeah yeah no he's always and he's if you go back to their old i mean some of them and we've talked about it before talking about DVDs, but like the corn, um, I forget what the first one was called, but they came out with deuce, which is like combined to, uh, of their mm-hmm. home video stuff. But even the newer stuff, I mean, when his son was finally, born, I mean, he's got, I think two kids with the wife that, uh, died and one with another wife, but so I think he has three kids. Um, but either way, he's always like in the tour videos, it always shows him and his son, like oh, playing yeah. video games and stuff like that. So I think he's a really great dad from what I've can, uh, surmise from that. But, um, that's why that's, that's why I think it hits so emotionally to see him like knowing what they're going through right now with the mom just un- unexpectedly dying like that, especially from a drug overdose when he's been sober yeah. for so long. So I don't know what I don't know what the history is with that. That's kind of weird still that she would be doing yeah. drugs and he's not or I don't have all the backstory. I didn't dive into it. But either way, it's enough fuel to obviously make yeah. a great album for them. So, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> there you have it, everybody. Fucking corn is the sleeper hit of the year so far and uh yeah i mean look for us to talk about this again i think whenever it does come to our sort of end of the year wrap-ups i think this will be making a prominent feature yeah i can't it's been pretty much every day since it's come out i've listened to it all the way through so um a texture today maybe the first day i didn't listen to it all the way through because i couldn't but yeah it's i haven't done with any of the albums we talked about the big ones I haven't done that yet. This yeah, year, so. it's yeah, not, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah. I don't think it dethrones knocked loose for me, but uh, I do like it. I, I'm just saying I haven't listened to that one every day. That's like, fa- yeah, did, like after yeah. it came out. I don't know if I, d- yeah. but to be honest, I don't, I don't know if I could listen to that knocked loose song every day because I'm pretty sure the fucking the paint would chip off my walls. 
Yeah, I'm not sure that Miles yeah. would survive it, but uh, I mean, I've, at this point, Knock Loose would be in my top ten of the year for yeah. sure. But yeah, it, I don't think for me it won't be above Corn, but it'll yeah. be on that list. Uh, oof, man, what what a damn! Th- this has been this has been jam packed. See, aren't you guys glad that we took two weeks to fully process all of this <laughs> shit? Uh, Next week we're going to talk about all the. Yeah. Other <laughs> <laughs> no i think we're, i think we've hit all the new metal we can yeah that's that, true but. yeah you guys you guys have heard us get on our high horses about uh new metal and how yeah. it can still be okay all right uh yeah. but with that thanks dad with that let's uh let's let's go ahead and wrap this guy up we're at about an hour and a half and uh everybody now knows what they need to listen to this week uh you can skip microwave you can listen to corn. <laughs> no, you can listen to it, but just know. So when I listened to all these, I did corn first. I'm like, this is hot. I went to Time Moving Parts. I was like, oh, this is a good change up. This is really fun. And then I got to Microwave and I was like, fuck <laughs> me. God damn it. <laughs> like, it, I, it, that's why it was such a struggle. Cause I'm like, these these two albums are pretty hot on different sides of the fence. And I get to Microwave. I'm like, this is not Microwave. Who is this? That's true. <laughs> so that's why it was such a struggle. So. It could be that somebody else really likes that one better yeah. than Yeah. I mean, actually, I I, so I will say. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not, not my bad. my roommate who does get to hear uh, usually in a, in a in a fervor. He gets to hear all of my initial thoughts on a lot of these albums because I'll just fucking come in hot uh, with whatever emotion I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, but he he does enjoy this album. He's not like you know fanatical about it, but he also I mean me and him had a long discussion about the fact that he uh, he does enjoy it. So I, th- there is which yeah, the microwave album. Yes, uh, sorry. Oh, okay. So yes, Good. he did enjoy the microwave album, um, and I, I, he's not like you know singing its praise from the top of a mountain but i think there are people out there who are going to be a, le- uh, a little you know less averse to it than us but t- t- take it for what it it's is for someone i just don't think it's going to be what's going to progress their yeah. career but that's just that's i'm always going to be more critical of an album when i feel like it's taking a step backwards so Correct. uh all right yeah. guys well thank you for listening to us on this wonderful episode 10 it's been great uh, this, is, this has been a fun one for us to talk about all this good stuff and uh we'll be back next week with lots of good stuff as always get at us on instagram the handle is at audiophiles pod all lowercase all one word uh you can get at us through dm on there comment on any of our pictures uh share anything you want with us tag us in your stories all of that dumb social media shit we love it um and then spotify of course the playlist has been updated with lots of good stuff after this week um and there will be lots of new things to pop in your ears so always reach out to us always let us know what your feedback is uh unless you want to talk shit about corn in which case we will delete your message uh oh no meet me in the dm that's true actually yeah fuck that i i fully think griffin is fucking ready to take anyone head on uh in this discussion so fucking come the fuck at us Let's do it. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on my personal account at Quinn KH. Uh, I will ha- be happy to talk to you on there as well. Uh, you can find Griffin. Griffin That's the Hall. one. Uh, all righty, guys. Uh, that about wraps us up. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.